you want to have a close relationship with God, but you're struggling to find time in your day for Bible study and prayer. Or maybe you feel like you're stuck, like you've hit a wall when it comes to your walk with God and your faith. Maybe you've been away from God and not spending time with him or going to church or in your word at all, and you really, really just want to reconnect with him. Is that possible? (laughs) Of course it is. And so today on the podcast, I want to share with you the four steps that you need to take in order to have a closer relationship with God. Welcome to Your Bold and Courageous Life, the go-to podcast for the Christian woman who wants a closer relationship with God. I am so glad that you are here. Do you want a relationship with God that's deep, real, and intimate? Tired of feeling unworthy of God's blessings because of your past? Do you wish that you could fully trust His plans and process? Listen, take a breath. I got you. On this podcast, we are going to get a lot of encouragement, biblical truth, practical tips, and real talk. They're going to help you connect with God through the best and the worst times of your life. How do I know that's possible? Because I've done it. My name is Latoya Edwards, a Christian spiritual growth mindset and life coach and a proud single mama of four boys. And over the last two decades, I have walked through more hard stuff than I could ever tell you. But I came out of the other side with fearless faith, a close relationship with God, and a life that I enjoy. And I want to show you how to do just that. So grab a journal and a pen because we are going to get to work. Today, we are going to take a look at your relationship with God. What? Where are you at right now? What kind of mistakes have you made along the way as you're trying to go close to him? And I'm going to share with you the four steps that you need if you want to have a close relationship with God. I have been walking with God since I was very, very young. I remember getting saved at four, I believe. And so there's really not a time in my life where I've not known God, at least not that I can remember. But I have had many different seasons in my walk with God. I've had, you know, seasons where I felt really close to him and I was on it with the Bible study and prayer and and all the things. And I've had moments and seasons where I just felt like nothing that I did was getting me closer to God. I couldn't hear him. I couldn't feel him. I really didn't know much about him, um, right, because I was busy or whatever, And all of these stages have really helped me get to the point where I feel the closest to God that I have in a very, very long time. Um, And it's not because of anything that's like super hard to do or like anything mysterious. Um, It was just some really simply, I, I learned to do something that is been the most transformative thing um, in my faith walk and in my relationship with God. I'm going to tell you all about it but not right this second. So what, I want to ask you a question. How would you describe your current relationship with God? Like if you could give me one word, what would it be? Because I want you to keep that in mind as we talk today. So in my working with other Christian women, I started to see that they each had like, there were a lot of commonalities and similarities between the struggles that they were having. And one day I was talking with God. I was like, you know, God, I know there's got to be some common thread, some theme here that I am not seeing. Like, can you please help me get a better picture and understanding of what's going on? Because I felt like I needed to have that clarity if I was going to be able to help and serve these women better. And that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to serve well, but I just knew that there was a piece of the puzzle that I was missing. 
And so as I began to talk to God about that, he really gave me this kind of metal metaphor and example about a, a physical relationship that we have here on earth and our relationship with him. And that is this idea that your relationship with God is a lot like your dating relationship with your partner, with your spouse. And I know that that sounds a little strange because we're not like in a romantic relationship with God, but stay with me. Because <laughs> it really helped me get a full picture about my own walk with God, about where I am, about the mistakes that I've made, and about the struggles, and how to overcome them. So when we think about the fact that our relationship with God is like dating, or it's like any other relationship that we're going to have, there are steps that we go through in order to have a close relationship with God. So you're the when you first meet somebody and you don't know anything about each other, like that's not going to be your best friend. That you're not going to get married the first day that you meet somebody because you don't know each other very well just yet. That intimacy grows as you spend more time with that person, as you get to know that person. And the same thing goes for God. It's really, really hard to have a close relationship with a person that you don't know. And God is no different. And so here are these stages that God kind of gave me to help me understand what is going on in our walk with him and our journey to having a close relationship with him. And the first stage is that dating stage where you are getting to know each other, right? So you're maybe you've have no you like you don't know each other at all um you're just getting to know meet this person on this date or you've kind of known them a little bit but you're just curious and so you're going to start dating you're going to start spending time together asking questions you know what's your favorite color why you know where did you grow up you know what's your hobby what are your career goals like you're going to really be asking those questions to get a better sense of who they are and they're going to be asking you those questions to get a sense of who you are and then the next step is the actual relationship step. And this is where you're going to start to go deeper because there's a commitment there that's not present when you're just in the dating phase, right? So in your romantic relationship, right, you might be dating one or two people, right? And you've not actually committed to saying, you know, this is the person that I want to really, really get to know. I'm not going to spend time with anybody else, right? This is my person. You're not there yet when you're dating. So at the relationship stage, you're going deeper and you're still curious and you're still asking questions, but you're asking deeper questions, right? You've gone below the shallow sort of survey interview type style questions and you're really getting deep. You're really asking like, you know, what are your greatest fears? You're getting to see um, how they respond to different situations. You're starting to let your guard down a little bit. All in this effort to truly build a relationship, build more closeness, build more int intimacy with this person. So the third stage is this all in, like, you know, engaged and married, all in, right? I'm all in. I'm here to stay. Like, I'm not going anywhere. This is it. And this stage is really characterized by a vulnerability that you're not going to see in the previous two stages. So yes, you're going to be more open and honest the more time that you spend with somebody, but there is something about right that committed married relationship that just invites or should invite more vulnerability, more authenticity. Okay, like you're really going to be your true self in this situation. And then we have uh, the fourth stage is why it's like a seasoned couple. Okay, you're familiar with each other. You kind of know the ins and outs. And the challenge here 
is to avoid being complacent and, and boredom kind of setting in, right? So you hear, oh, like spice things up a little bit, right? To, to stay interesting, to, to keep, you know, the spark going and all of that. And I thought, oh my goodness, this is just like our relationship with God. Because when you are first saved, or even before you're saved, when you're just going to church or somebody is witnessing to you, it's like dating God. You're just being like, oh, who is this God person? I don't know anything about him. And so it's very shallow. It's very surfacey level. And so that's okay because we have to start somewhere. And then you like, when you become saved, you're like, okay, God, like, I want to know more. Like, I'm going to follow you. You're bored of my life. Like I'm in, like, let's go deeper. And God begins to reveal more of himself to you. And as you mature in your faith, you hit, you know, kind of that married-ish stage where you're really comfortable with God, like, and you're all in and you're able to be really vulnerable with him and honest with him. And that's great. And then when you've been walking with the Lord a little bit longer, sometimes, right, you get in this season where you're just bored. You, the same things that you were doing in those first three stages are no longer exciting. You're no longer getting, um, you know, feeling fulfilled by that. And so you need to begin to like try new things and do things differently. And that's okay. And so when I look at these four stages of dating or of getting to know God and building that close relationship, I really see three mistakes. And listen, these are mistakes that I have made myself time and time again. So there's no judgment here. But mistake number one is rushing, wanting to rush through the stages. Because we think it's better in a different season, okay? So in that initial stage where we don't really know God as well, we look at somebody that's been walking with God for a really long time. We think, man, like, I need to be there. That's what I should be. Like, why am I not praying eight hours a day? Why am I not doing this? Why am I not doing that? That's what I should be doing. Or sometimes it's the reverse, where we're further along on our journey with God, and we're looking back at a new Christian, right, at a new believer, and we're like, man, they're on fire for God. Like, I need to get to that. I need to go back to that. I miss that. That's that's what I need in my life, right? Or if you're like me, you've been praying for something for years and years and years and years and years and nothing's moving. But then your new believing friend, right, gets an answer right away. And you're like, oh, like, what's up with that, right? Like, I'm so guilty of that. But here's the thing. We often think that a different season is better. But here's the truth. Each step is essential because it lays the foundation for the next one. You cannot go from dating to like married without going to that relationship step. It's important. You have to have that kind of superficial, shallow start because the things that you learn in that stage, you build upon in that relationship stage where you're going deeper, okay? So you need to have the, you know, oh, I learned by reading the Bible that God is Jehovah Jireh, he provides. You're gonna need that truth, right? When you start to go deeper and he starts to test your faith and you start to go through hard things and you're going like, I need something, I need something. Oh, wait, I remember I learned that God will provide, he will make a way, right? Everything builds on each other. And even at that seasoned stage where you're going, you know, I have like, I've read through the Bible 10 times or whatever it is, and it's just not doing it for me anymore. Well, that's okay because you've 
built that muscle of discipline and those habits of being consistent in your time with God, of praying, of reading, of memorizing, of worship, of giving, of serving, of hospitality or whatever it is. And you have that foundation. And now you can start to explore and do different things to keep yourself from being bored. That if you would have tried to do that in your early stages of the relationship, it would have overwhelmed you or confused you. Are you tracking with me still? So the second mistake um, after I see that we like to rush through the stages is that we stop being curious and interested. So I think this is true for any relationship that you're going to have ever. The moment that you stop being curious, you stop being interested in the other person, right? It's like you've disengaged. You're no longer present. You're no longer doing your part of the work when it comes to relationship. And that is deadly to any relationship whatsoever. Nobody wants to spend time with somebody and you're not going to feel close to somebody that's clearly not interested in anything that you have to say or anything about you or even getting to know you. We do this with God. We get so busy with our everyday lives or we get so focused on the things that are going wrong that we miss the chance to connect with God in those moments. We miss those invitations that he's offering us to go deeper, to be closer because we're focused on the wrong thing. So stay curious, continue to ask your questions. When you're frustrated, tell God you're frustrated. Talk to him about your frustrations. When you're hurt or you're confused or whatever, take that to him. See that as an invitation to go deeper with God, to have more conversations with God, to spend more time in his word, looking for those biblical truth, looking for the principle that you can apply to your life. Keep asking your questions, stay active, stay engaged. The third mistake that I see is that we get stuck because we get so focused on getting it right. We don't want to mess it up right? How do I know that I'm praying the right way? How do I know that I'm saying the wrong thing? What if that mistake that I just made is one too many and God is not going to love me anymore? We ask all of these questions. So can I help you out a little bit today? Here's why you don't need to worry about messing up. You will. God doesn't care. So get over it. I know that sounds a little bit harsh, but I've, I've been in this comparison, this guilt, the shame trap myself. And listen, we are going to mess up. You will mess up. You will get it wrong. You will take a wrong path. You will make a poor choice. You will hurt somebody's feelings. You're going to say the wrong thing. It happens. We're human. It's okay. God knows that. Holy Spirit is a fantastic GPS. He has no problem course correcting you when you get off track. But the only way that you're going to know that is if you stay connected to him. Okay, so their thing, God doesn't care. Now, I don't mean this as in like he doesn't care what you do. He does. When I say that you're going to mess up and God doesn't care, he's not like that's not going to cause you to lose your salvation. When you accept him as your Lord and Savior of your life, when you make that choice to follow him, all of your sins are forgiven. All the sins in your past, the sins you're doing right now, the sins that you're going to do that you haven't even thought about. It's all covered by the blood of Jesus. So God is not going to hold that against you because you are his. It's already been paid for. Okay. So <laughs> get over it, right? We have to learn to get over ourselves. We are not so like a powerful that we can undo the work that Jesus Christ does on the cross. It's just not going to happen. 
So those are the mistakes, right? We want to rush through the stages. We want to, we, we disengage and we worry, 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 worry about getting it wrong and messing it up. So we don't even try anymore. So what can we do, right? If we know that there are seasons and steps to our relationship and we know that we're making these mistakes, what's the solution? What's the answer? <laughs> right? I'm glad you asked because I'm going to tell you. I have found that there are three keys to having a good relationship. Listening, honesty and vulnerability, and that being curious and asking questions, right? We talked about that as I was talking about the mistakes that we made. You need to be a good listener. You need to be open and honest and vulnerable with the other person that you want to be close to. And you need to be curious and interested. Those three things apply to your relationship with God. We need to listen to him, right? Prayer is not just about us telling God all the things that we hate about our lives and what we want him to do about it. It's a conversation. We speak, God listens. He speaks, we listen. And we should really be doing more listening than we probably are comfortable with and that we actually do. You've got to be honest and vulnerable with God. You cannot show up as your fake self with God. It doesn't work. He made you. He created you. He sees all. He knows all. There's no reason to fake anything with God. The only thing that it's doing is keeping you from being close to him because you're not showing up as your true self. Like he knows everything that you've done. He knows the things that you thought about doing and didn't do because he's God. He loves you anyway. So we've got to be vulnerable with him and honest. And we've got to stay curious. We have to ask our questions, okay? It's okay to ask God questions. It's okay to want to know more about whatever it is. Does that mean he's going to answer? No, because he's God. Sometimes he chooses to stay silent. But it's okay to ask because those things are going to drive you to dig into the word more, to talk to him more, to listen to him more right? To seek after a relationship with him more because you're like, you have the answers, God, and I need to spend more time with you so I can get those. That's just going to build your faith and it's going to draw you closer to God. So here's my secret sauce. How do we, right? How can you have a close relationship with God? How can you avoid those mistakes that we talked about? How can you learn to listen, to stay curious, right? And to be vulnerable. And that is by being consistent in your time with God. <laughs> That's the answer. That is the thing that transformed my relationship with God was spending consistent time with him in the word and in prayer. Really simple. And I'm going to tell you right now, it wasn't hours and hours and hours and hours and hours a day. 10, 15 minutes a day. Still, 15 minutes a day sometimes is all that I have that is enough. So Latoya, I don't really understand like how can consistent quiet time help me be closer to God? It's like I said earlier, it's really hard to be close to somebody that you don't know. And the way that we can get to know God is by spending time in his word because he reveals himself to us in his word and then connecting to him with prayer. He's going to speak to you and reveal more of himself to you as you pray, as you talk with him about what you're learning in scripture, as you're talking with him about your, what you're struggling with, that is how you go close to God. And I have created the Consistent Quiet Time Framework, which is a four-step process that's going to help you get closer to God because it's going to help you be consistent in your time with him, okay? And there's four R's, reveal, reframe, revamp, 
and relationship. Okay, so step one is reveal. And this is all about taking the time to uncover the truth about quiet time and about your relationship with God. Because I have found that we believe a lot of stuff about our quiet time, a lot of stuff about God and ourselves that simply aren't true. And so we've got to uncover those things so that we can align our thoughts with the word of God and the truth so that we don't get stuck there anymore. Reframe. This is where you're going to learn how to overcome your obstacles and deal with the excuses that are keeping you from being consistent with your time with God. Are there general obstacles, like, you know, actual genuine obstacles? Absolutely. Can you work around them? Absolutely. Do we make excuses? Yep, we do. Number one excuse. I don't have time. Yeah. How much Netflix did you watch this week? How much time did you spend shopping? How much time did you spend gossiping? How much time did you spend doing absolutely nothing that you could have spent with God, right? (laughs) Those are our excuses. But when we get to this reframe step, we are going to think differently about all of those things because they are not big enough to keep us from spending time with God. Step three, revamp. This is where you're going to look at your plan, even if your plan is nothing, And you're going to make it work for your current season in life. You're going to create this plan. You're going to create this routine and you're going to work that baby. You're going to work your plan because by working your plan, you're going to see what works, what doesn't work, what needs to change. And you're going to be able to know when your life changes or when seasons change and you need to revamp again and make changes to your plan. Something that I see happen so many times is that our plans and our routines don't change with us. If you are a new mom, it's probably unrealistic to think that you're going to have the same amount of time that you had before you had kids. So when we keep trying to force ourselves to do what we used to do without taking into account that our life looks different, our responsibilities are different, right? Our schedules are different. Our routines are different. Our energy may be different. We set ourselves up for failure. So we're going to learn how to deal with all of that um, under revamp. And step four is relationship. And this is when we're going to use your plan to actually grow closer to God. So that is the quiet, consistent quiet time framework. Reveal, reframe, revamp, and relationship. And guess what? I teach this entire framework inside the consistent quiet time program. That's right. It's a four-week program designed to help you walk through each of these steps so that you can finally have a quiet time routine that works for you and that you can change when you need to. That's going to allow you to be consistent in your Bible study and your prayer in as little as 15 minutes a day. Because in those 15 minutes, you are going to begin to build the foundational pieces that you need to grow closer to God. So I want to invite you to come on and check that out. Uh, LatoyaEdwards.net slash CQT. Um, The link will be in the podcast description as well. Um, But come on over because I would love to have you inside that program so that we can work together to figure out where you are in your stage of your relationship with God and how you can move forward, not only in that stage, but just throughout all the stages that you can be closer to God, because I know that that is what we all really, really long for. I hope you were blessed and encouraged by today's podcast. I pray it inspires you to draw closer to God. If so, would you stop and share this episode right now with someone that you know that needs to grow their faith and get closer to God? 
And it would also be a huge blessing to me if you could leave a five-star rating and review in your podcast player. It helps more women like you to find the show. Thank you so much for joining me today. And remember, sometimes life just plain sucks, but God is always there with you, fighting for you. So be fearless and live your bold and courageous life.